it does not matter. He will hit you in that body and you will go down. You know, think of all his circumstances, think of all he's gone through and where he's at now. Why are you here? Why are, you know, do it for the love of the game if you want. This boxing thing, I don't think it's worth it for that. More experience in, in this sport will make you better if you're willing to allow it to make you better. If you have to still have that level of this guy can knock me out. Coming in, yeah, flex. I just wanna win, yeah. LABB, who we running with, yeah. Two, two, three, three. What's going on, guys? And welcome back to the lockup, bring you inside the ring of combat sports. I am your host, Dylan Reynolds, and I'm joined today on this wonderful episode by my co host. He is the people's champion. Joshua Klein, how are you doing today, buddy? Doing pretty good. <clears throat> and today, folks, we got another Misfits show. Misfits nine. Holy crap, we're all the way at nine. This time last year, we were discovering we were discussing the first one. Yeah. So today, we're gonna go over the show, give our thoughts, and also at the end of the show, we're gonna give our predictions to Wrestle Dream, which is this Sunday. Holy shit, we're already here. We're already here. It's it's a crazy crazy uh, next couple of weeks going on. I mean, we got back to back to back to back basically. I, I mean, I know. Uh, so I mean, you know, uh, as Josh talked about, you know, I mean, I want to say around this time last year, either in a couple day, maybe next, it would have been next week or a week after would have been Misfits Double O Two. I want to say. Oh. Uh, so I mean, just to again, just to see the growth that we've seen just you know us covering misfits here on this channel from one to nine now and don't you worry won't won't talk about a little bit of the prime card because holy shit i mean it just it just keeps getting bigger and okay so last week i said like i want misfits to like like risen the boxing this show had a lot of good boxing i would say a lot of good stuff on here that was just like they have come a long way. I mean, from that first show to nine, I was just like, wow, they just keep growing in the bot and the new people they're bringing in, especially that main event. We'll get to it. A lot of uh, some good shit. <laughs> so, of course, Misfits 009 came from uh, the Virtue Motors Arena in Newcastle upon Tyne, England, home of uh, the Bastard Pack. You know, uh, nice little shout out there. So, uh, ten, as we tend to not do, we're debating uh, how if we're going to at least do it for the prime card because still a lot of the prelim matches for, set for the prime card are pretty big matches. So we'll decide if we're going to do that or not. But on this one, you had AJ Bunker defeat Lil Belzy via unanimous decision. Uh, you had Small Spartan J in his uh, debut defeat Poli Arif via split decision. And then you had Carla J defeat Tosh uh, Weekender via unanimous decision. You know, uh, I, I saw some clips from all of them. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say that I watched them all because I, 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 you know, as, as you might have noticed this week, I've been a, a little busy. Uh, so getting into the main card. Thank you. You know, uh, the, why we're here. <laughs> the first match. Okay. I've been kind of, I, I talked about it, you know, in our, in our predictions, uh, and, in the, the lead up to this is this OJ Rose guy. I, you know, I thought him and Sl baby slice junior, you know, I thought slice junior was going to be the, the guy, 
and you know rose pulled pulled out the victory very impressively you know no shenanigans and i was like all right you know cool and then he came you know this you you talk about the the level up and some future stars that misfits can really grab onto uh, there's there's a couple on this show first off there's a couple on this show i ain't even gonna lie and oj rose is one of those guys because he is dominant like he he knows uh, he knows exactly how to to accept the pressure from his opponent apply pressure back and god i always love to say body shots oh baby <laughs> it's the most simple thing these influencers forget but it's effective well, what also is effective is patience. What OG had was patience because uh, Isler, that's its name, right? Yeah, Isler. He came out, that first run, he came out hot and firing. And OG, I think this was a strategy, which is kind of like just stay in there. And he got, he got rocked a little bit in that first round, but he, he hung in there. And I think the third round, well, the second round, Izzard, he, he can just start like, he just started getting fucking tired. And that's when OG started attacking more. And I thought, OG was going to get it in the second, but is like survived the third into the third. And that's when OG was like, nah, I got your ass. And I think they threw the towel in this. They one. did. They yes. did. It you was know, like, it, cause he couldn't defend himself. There was a certain point where he wasn't defending himself and OG was hitting body shots. He got down a couple times. I, like there was a couple of nasty shots that OG had. I'm just like, this is the second fight we've seen this guy. Very impressive. He's very methodical patient he doesn't overzert himself like we see a lot of these influencers do they just want to get in there and just throw hands but that's not always what boxing is there's a there's a chest match within them in the ring and that's what og like is was playing checkers og was playing chess yeah and you know like that's something too like it, it, it's something that you, a lot of people especially when they're coming into this you know, and this match was a perfect example of that. Is they see the boxing highlights, they see the the Rocky movies, they see the creeds, they see all that stuff, and and maybe they they don't really take the the real message, especially of those last two things of of the the real hardcore story of that, which is, you know, rough times are going to come, but you got to get back up and you got to keep fighting, uh, and. I see a lot of new, these influencers. I see a lot of these people who come into this. That is their goal is to get the, the knockout, you know, Oh, knockout round one. And that was very clearly the game plan that they had is Callum go for that knockout in that first round. And when it didn't happen, guess what? Yeah. The, that, that's the, the bad part of that strategy. If you can do it, it's awesome. But if you can't, the issue is you just, used all your energy you have you, you are opening yourself to no not having a defense you know especially if it's someone who kind of has been around that or knows what they're doing they can you can tell when that's the game plan pretty easily and at that point you can just go all right i'm just gonna let this guy wear himself out and as we saw going into the the third round you know the that was the thing that really solidified it to me was his team threw in the towel because that was their game plan. That was the strategy that they had going into that fight is get him out as quickly as possible. Cause you know, look, I mean, Rose, you know, but before then, you know, baby slice 
TKO. Lee Bolden, TKO. In this one, TKO. This guy is, is knocking guys out, technically. Knocking guys out left and right. You wanna you wanna get the highlight finish. You wanna get the you know the fight of the night, the the knockout of the night, you know purse whatever. But that that's not always the wisest choice strategy wise, Josh. No, I mean that that's that's the point of checkers and chess. Like checkers is is a quick game, right? Where chess is like it's more methodical as you you pick your spots. Like yeah, it feels great when you get that knockout, but. You can't get there. Don't don't force it because you're going to leave yourself open. Which that's what happened in the second and third round. This guy left himself open, wasn't protecting himself because he gassed himself out, and that's why the that that, that trainer is like through the through the towel to protect the fighter. Now going into this next match, so I have two thoughts about this. Obviously, you know, Master Ugway. Oh, this and, match and and. and, and if you notice, Josh, it was not uh, Simba uh, who he was originally supposed to fight. Uh, you know, Simba. I don't think I've seen the actual reason, but for some reason he pulled out, I, and it was like fight week. Um, this arms guy. <laughs> this dude's a fucking uh, Hulk, dude. Let, 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 let me just say something. All right, look, because we're because I'm going to give arms all the props in just a second, but I want to take it take a second. To, to just say, I absolutely respect Master Ugwe because uh, he came in there, he he was ready, he hit weight, he was ready to go. His opponent did not. Last second, they had to find somebody who would fight. And unfortunately, he got matched with someone who was different, different level. Oh. You know, uh, I, I, as I, as I uh, you know, was looking into this, I actually have seen him fought Minicon back on the Deji and Alex Wasabi card back in 2022. And I more recently, I think I saw him do something on like a, a Twitch stream or a kick stream where it was a spar or something. And I was like, oh, this guy's, this guy's crazy. Which, again, as the matchmaker, uh, you know, oh, oh, somebody's going viral for some. Let's pull them in now. Okay, that's actually, you know, business-wise, perfect. Poor Master Ugwe, bro. That, it just wasn't fair. It just wasn't fair. It wasn't what he was prepared for. And, you know, this is, I think this is, should be a wake-up call because we've had some of these, like, last-second replacements. And I, I, if I'm remembering right, especially the Misfits ones we've watched, Josh, maybe correct me if you remember a different one. I think it's all been, like, kind of like, oh, don't worry. It's, it's, it's another new guy or it's a, another, you know, someone, someone on the bench waiting. <laughs> well, this, this dude was not that. No, this dude, like you see Ugwe, you're just like, all right, you know, he's kind of a, a I don't know. I, me, he looked like me. All right. Then when arms came out, I was like, I've never heard of a name that fit a person ever because the dude's, Hulk Hogan, 20-inch pythons can have a running with this dude's arms. Like, it's it, he's just a big fucking tank, and his sh- <laughs> he was hitting him hard. Ugwe went fell down. I was like, dude, don't even get up. Ugwe gets up, tries it again. Okay, bam. <laughs> oh, my God. From this point on, it was just like everybody was just getting knocked out. Like, everybody yeah. was just getting, getting theirs. Holy shit, dude. I would love to see arms again. Like yes. bring Greg Hardy back and put this dude in front of him, oh. and that would be fucking great. Because like that was another thing 
uh, right, like remember Raheem had yeah. to face Greg Hardy all the not out of nowhere. We're like, well, that was very impressive. I'm like, Greg Hardy is a fucking big ass dude. Yeah, the arms. You okay? So we last week we watched that uh, that beef thing. We was like, the guy was yeah. called Little Hulk. Yeah, this yeah. is the Hulk. That's, I mean, this is the Hulk. <laughs> that's God damn. I mean, and and it's crazy because again, you know, as as far as I'm aware, this is only his second actual fight. You know, really? his first pro fight. And I mean, the you know, I I'd I'd assume he's probably been you know because I I think he's out of uh, shoot fighters in London like KSI and uh, and uh, Idris is so like. I mean, you know, it, it, what what limited knowledge I have, obviously being over in the states, like there's a lot of killers uh, in, in shoot fighters. <laughs> God and, damn! And and you know that's something I think uh, you know as as we kind of get to the end and you know maybe talk a little bit about the prime card and especially that KSI and Tommy Fury fight that you know that. Jim and his coaches that he has and the the fighters that he is sparring with and working with in the lead up to this fight you know I, I think that's going to be something we'll have to t- touch on uh towards the end of this episode but uh, again arms I want to see arms again I yeah. want to see arms again. I tell you but, I'm telling that Greg Hardy arms would sell that would be that ooh what about no cuz Lavion's uh I, Le'Veon could probably. This was a heavyweight fight. I, this is a heavyweight fight. I don't yeah. want to put arms. Don't put arms in. Like Le, Le'Veon Bell had to deal with D, D, D tackles in football. Yeah. Like hell no. I think he's tired of those big motherfuckers hitting him. I mean, come on. So that takes us to the next match: Ben Davis versus the. I I don't. Maybe maybe he's working up towards it. But but I I'm surprised he doesn't go with the son of the spider as his nickname. Oh my god, the, dude! The son of the spider, Anderson Silva, one of the greatest UFC fighters of all time, and the apple did not fall far from the tree in the combat sports world. Because look, again, I I I, I try I'm I'm trying a lot more. Than, than maybe I have been in the past to really give people props because Ben Davis carried a lot of, of promotion. You know, I, he he showed up at the I think it was the the weigh in with the the jorts. You know, he did the the public workout in the jorts and the John Cena was doing the John Cena stuff. He's a good good smooth talker. I think I sent you a clip the the other day and I'm like, hey, this guy can kind of talk, which you know makes sense. He's a play by play commentator, so of course. <laughs> oh, which my, we'll get to my, one of my favorite parts of this oh. whole pay per view. And, and you know, look, uh, I think again, this this was just a. I I think even Mams, because Mams was on commentary on this. Uh, I think Mams even said, "Yeah, maybe the matchmaking wasn't that great on this." No, because it was not fair. It wasn't even all. close. And oh. and, look, and it was. It was interesting because again, you know, you have Ben who's who's playing up. He's playing up to the character knowing like that's what you want to do in this but gabe you know he even said it during the the press conference and through fight week i'll let him do the funny stuff like it's not going to get to me i'm here take care of business and and there was that great moment uh when uh i think it was the first time ben had his mouthpiece fall out and there there's just like a side shot of of gabe just sitting in the corner he's not even looking at him he's just just calm, calm, relaxed, because Gabe knew 
this guy is no threat to me. I, I don't need to worry about this. I'm just going to, you know, I don't have to worry at all. It was very methodical. And when that first knockdown happened, I was like, God, but the knockout was dirt. It was like the ref was like, ain't no doubt about it. That's over. I know. Nope. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and that's something, too, I, I do want to point out because I saw a lot of people. The first knockdown uh, he did was a body shot, but the, the actual knockout oh, God, was, yes, was. was not a, a body shot. No, it was it, head. It, 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 was, it was sly because the way that the camera had yes. where it looked like it hit him in the in the 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 side but it was straight to the dome oh and, uh, yes the, the, the way he fell perfect. down it was just like and, and happened picture perfect accuracy oh yeah because it happened all like out of nowhere it was just like you're right watching and you kind of felt like the silver kid was gonna win but when that hit, shot happened you could hear it and it was just like silent the crowd was just like whoa because <laughs> it was like and i want to see this kid slim salt poppy uh ksi just kidding. Like these, like put them in there, put it, the dude in the main event. I want them two to fight too. So here, here's, you know, I, I said a, a lot of nice things about OJ Rose and like, you know, I, I was mentioning about like, there's a lot of people on this card that I think misfits could, could be like, all right, Hey, let's sign you to a, a longer term deal. Like let's make some money together. I, without a doubt, think Gabe, Gabe is there, you know, I know this is the first time we're seeing and, and you know, it, it wasn't a very close fight whatsoever. Oh, no. But just the, the again, he is the son of Anderson Silva. You know, it, I think this could be Misfits version of, of H2O. I think this could be their, uh, you know, semi-influencer pro fighter that they can go and they can say this kid. This kid could be the future, and he's here in Misfits. He's not on. He's not on Matchroom Boxing. He's not on Most Valuable Prospects. He's not anywhere else. He's right here in Misfits, and you use that to draw money. And, and look, you know, you name some some great names. Uh, I definitely think Gabe. Uh, you know, he could go the route of, of fighting more influencers. I could also see him potentially being a name that's in the uh, the pro tournament. Yes, that, the that would be something I would like to see. Uh, another one too, just on this card. I think him and OJ Rose would be a great fight. Oh, I think yeah. that would be amazing to see, and I think that's that because of both of them getting a pretty, you know, uh, one-sided, very you know, win. I think whatever their the, you know, the next card, they. Sh- those two guys should be fighting next. Those two guys should be fighting next, going towards either the pro, you know, a, the pro titles, or going for one of the the normal misfits titles. Agreed. Agreed. It was. It was. And after Dave gets fucking knocked out, he's just like, "All right, I'm gonna do commentary." <laughs> uh, so next we have a, a a interesting fight to me. All right. You have Ashley Raksu versus Halal Ham. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this because on one hand, I I see the, again, we, we talked about it at the start, going back to the first time we saw Ashley Raksu against Anthony Taylor. Within the first five seconds, that knockdown by Anthony Taylor, Ashley 
oh shit, oh shit, he ain't playing. Nope. To where Ashley Raksu is now. Night and day. However, and this is the thing I'm interested in because I think I'm actually taking what you would normally be saying, Josh, on this. He was playing with his food <laughs> yep. too damn much. Because just like uh just like in not the the uh the latest uh Just Kinney, the, the last one he was on on Misfits. I <laughs> the uh, the the last one he's on Misfits that, yes. that he's against Raksu. Yeah. So so with that, oh oh my god. Yeah, yeah, he kinged him, and that's when he went to the king, the kingpin tournament. Yeah, and then it's like that first that first fight. I was like, he's still playing with his food. The second fight was just like, okay, yeah, yeah. But what Raksu was doing here, I was just like, oh my god, it's like why did Kenny lose this dude? Like, because he should like Ham did better than he did it with Genty. Yes, I would give him that Ham look, but the, it still wasn't good. He still didn't cut the game down, but I'm like, Raksu has the clear advantage, and he's kind of like, come on, just going to him and then having fun. I'm just like, letting it go to the judges. Just letting it go. Like, that gets you in trouble. Get the knockout and get out of there. I mean, I, I definitely, like, I never had any thought once I saw the first round yeah. of who, who was going to win. So, may, you know, that was probably the same thing. But again, that's such a bad mindset to have and now with you you know reminding me of that connection it i mean that that was the whole thing it, it reminded me in a way of like i guess even just uh that that fight kenny had with winderson where that first round we both were like oh okay because at f- that first round i was like oh raksu oh all right i see i see the levels changing but then just like in that winderson fight with kenny just like with raksu and kenny Raksu started playing with this food, just toying around. And, you know, uh, on one hand, you also have to give to the fact that Ham just was not, you know, I mean, there was a lot of times where Ham would, the the referee would separate them and Ham would just go directly back into the corner they just got separated from. And at that point, you know, I I can't really fault Raksu because Raksu knows I just got to put this guy in a corner and he's going to freak out. Like he doesn't, you know, he doesn't know how to get out of this uh, with, you know, and, and there were just, I mean, uh, again, I want to give Raksu the props because again, he has improved tremendously, tremendously, but I just didn't love that performance because it was too playful. I, I think it's interesting us coming from the pro wrestling world. We're like, you know, this whole influencer thing where we talk about like you need to be entertaining. You need to, you know, you need to to have a character. You have to, you know, show off that charisma in the ring. And it's interesting to me where, you know, I, I look at things and I'm like, man, you know, like it in the ring, there's little things you can do, at, I think. But you can't go, you know, you know, say in let's just go balls to the wall with it An orange Cassidy, you know, Ooh. style sort of gimmick, you know, wouldn't really work in even the influencer boxing world because you have to still have that level of this guy can knock me out with a lucky punch. It, I could be winning the whole fight and this guy can just land one lucky punch and he can still knock me out. So I got to keep, I got to keep focused. 
yes, play around, play to the crowd, do all this stuff. But I, I, I got to stay focused on the game plan versus pro wrestling. You don't have to because the whole goal is to entertain the crowd. Right. I just feel like if Raksu is that's why Raksu plays too much. That's why he got knocked out by Anthony Taylor. Um, he's lucky that Kenny also likes to play around because I, I, I can't believe you call yourself a king with all that plan. You think you would be a murderer, but and you know what? That tournament, <laughs> you're still not a king, brother. So, uh, but I'm still you, sad about that, though. Yeah. So guess what? Just Kenny's still here. Um, so, I mean, good for Raksu for getting the win. Holy Ham still has work to do, but you know, think of all his circumstances. Think of all he's gone through and where he's at now. He has improved. He did better than his last fight, but it's still like there's a lot of good fights here. This is probably the worst fight, and that's like coming from the last two where it was like clear advantages yeah. from the other side, but they were still good boxing because we had two like well, arms is just a specimen that was just like holy shit. And then you had like b- Baby Spider just like tack tack tack. Oh, and then you get this and you're just kind of like, oh, this is the misfits that I'm used to. Like what I was just getting, I was like, whoa, what is this? And then like, oh, yeah, I I forgot where I was at. I I think the whole time I was watching this fight and, you know, deconstructing and really kind of thinking, okay, I want to give Raksu this point. I want I want to give Halal Ham props on this. The thing I'm thinking of. And, and I know because of the differences between pro wrestling and with, with boxing, even this influencer boxing stuff, it, it's very, it's a very different mindset, but it doesn't have to be is I think halal ham is a solid hand mm-hmm. who you can put on the prelims. You can put on the undercard and he, you know, him, him and Raxu were playing around, you know, doing like diss tracks on each other. Like they were promoting. I love that because you, uh, the one thing I don't love is that every YouTuber boxing fight has to involve diss tracks. There's other ways to do it, but hey, hey, they want to promote uh, their music. You would you do know, a diss track, which, you know, Raxu, I mean, he is a musician. So, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Um, uh, but I, I think maybe that's something that, that Raxu, Raksu could, or I'm sorry, um, that Halal Ham, maybe he is that that undercard guy where he's dependable. He's going to make weight. If, if even uh, I think it was that last fight, he even had to gain weight back to to for for that fight. Like he's someone who's dependable. It's just you know I I don't necessarily th- I think the competition is ahead of him and mm. not that he can't get there because absolutely he could he can put in all the work you know i would love to see that that would i mean that would be kind of a crazy you know a year two years from now somehow he, he you know he's a champion and we're like oh wow yeah this guy's great well, i the, would love to see that the problem with him is he keeps finding taller boxers and that seems like to be yeah. a night like he he does not know how to get around the reach because he was doing these jump punches. I was like, what are you doing? Like, no, 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 dude. Just kind of like trust in the jab, like shorten the game. Like you doing these wild stuff. It's just, all it's going to do is get you out of position, exert more energy and play into Raksu's hands, which it did. So I felt a little disappointed again by the holy ham. Maybe cause like I, like when we saw the salt poppy fight with ham, I, it was it was kind of a good match until Salt Poppy. 
I think Salt Puppy, if they fought now, yeah. Salt Puppy would smoke them. Yes, 100%. Smoke them. But I feel like Holly Ham is, I think he's getting his body right. I think he just needs to, I want to see him in a, with a shorter boxer. That's not yeah. so towering. And see like how much his skills improve. Because I don't feel like he's comfortable facing taller boxers. Yeah, and I mean, fundamentally, that is also a, a big job of the matchmaker and the booker is, yes, you know, uh, fundamentally, in a way, you want to not only uh, in, in in some organizations, you want the best fighting the best, but also at the same point, you know, especially with this scene, you want the most to make the most money. You want to get the most buzz. But I still think, especially on like the lower levels, if if it's not someone who you're building up, you know, someone who you're like, oh yeah, this is a guy we're building up to fight Logan in a, in next year, we're building up to fight KSI next year, building up to fight so and so next year, like, you know, your your halal hams, um, I'd even say your ginties. I'd <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll talk about it, it in a second. I'd even say face temper is kind. There, there's this very clear, and I really, I do want to get your opinion on this, Josh. There is this very clear indentation break point between your, your maybe you know going from the highest level. I would say your phase tempers. You put your, phase temper in the higher level. So no, keep keep with me here. I I uh, keep with me here. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. So your your face tempers, I would say, at the top of this level that I'm t- specifically talking about, um, your halal hams, um, I would probably say Ginty. Obviously, I would probably oh, yeah. put in there. Um, trying to, uh, I'd probably say Baby Slice. Baby Slice is kind of in there. Too. I need to see more. I, I, um, I think I need to see more from him. And then there is a massive massive hole between KSI, Jake Paul, Logan, Salt Poppy, uh, you know, Slim, uh, uh, you know, Anthony Taylor. Like there's a very big difference, not only in skill, but I think in drawing power as well, where like there's just this big difference. And I think that level of people with with face temper and you know all those guys, they're the dependable guys who will show up, who will fight, who will do what needs to be done. But realistically, you know, and I don't mean any offense by this whatsoever. I I, I respect all of you guys for getting in the ring. I respect your skills. I respect all that. Uh, but I don't necessarily think any of you guys are going to be the top of your divisions. I, I I don't see that happening, and, that, and that's fine. I yeah, mean, not everybody can be. Fine. I mean, <laughs> y- y'all are making money right now. <laughs> y'all are making good money right now. All right, and, and in boxing, there's always a lucky punch. I mean, like, doesn't mean like you could catch these guys slipping, but all you gotta do is keep working hard. Trust trust in your abilities. Trust in the system. Trust in in the process of of boxing. Don't try to force anything. Trying to play your game. Because sometimes an opening will be there and you can listen. Some of these guys have just started doing these things. Okay. There's some people who clearly have the, the talent right away. And there's some that takes time. That's okay. More experiences, more experience in, in this sport will make you better. 
if you're willing to allow it to make you better. If you get like you're not confident anymore, you're you're doubting yourself, get out. Yeah. Get, you got to get out. Cuz in this sport, you got to have an ego. You got to have the confidence. You got to you have to believe that you're the baddest motherfucker that walks into that ring. If you don't, get out cuz it will eat you alive. That's it's true with anything. That's true with sports, your job, you as a, a husband. If you don't believe you are that dude, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, there, there's um, competition is built into this as much as this influencer sphere of it is about entertainment and drawing money and like all this stuff. There fundamentally is still the, the backbone of this, which is competitive boxing that I want to be the best. I want to be the champion. I want to be the one on the pay-per-view cards. I want to be the one on the posters. I want to be the face of this company. You, if, if that, you know, it, it's the classic thing with pro wrestling. And, and I believe that to, to a complete T. If you don't want to be world champion, whether that's singles world champion, a tag team champion, whatever, you know, variation of that is, get out you you know sure you know there's plenty of plenty of spots for comedy wrestlers and there's plenty of you know different conversations completely in my opinion but competitive competition wise if you're not trying to be at that top spot what are you doing here as josh said why are you here why are you know do it for the love of the game if you want i don't think especially this boxing thing i don't think it's worth it for that it, it ain't worth possibly getting brain damage for that. It ain't worth possibly dying in the ring for that. No, you got to have the love. You got to have the love. Like if I didn't have love doing what I'm doing with this podcast, then what the hell am I wasting my time for? For real. Hell, I'm doing two now, people. Two podcasts now. Like I love this shit. Yeah. So that takes us to our co-main event. <laughs> Phase Temper versus Ginty. Phase Temper again, the W via TKO. So this is something I've really been thinking about. And I went back and I, I listened to the predictions. And I went back and I even listened to uh, to my thoughts on Phase Temper um, when he f- was fighting KSI. If you remember, the week of the fight against KSI, he got Malik Scott, the, the boxing trainer of one Anthony Joshua, one of the best heavyweight fighters in the world. And I was like, all right, I can't, you know, I could see, uh, you know, even in just that week they got to work together, I could see from Face Temper's last fight before KSI, I could see even just tiny improvements there, similar to like when I saw the improvements when Deji had a similar situation of getting with Daily Paralysis one week before his fight. It ended up not working out great for him, you know, in that situation, but that's okay. And I said in our predictions episode, I don't know if he's still working with Malik Scott. I don't know if that was, you know, a influencer thing, if that was, you know, whatever it is, because, you know, KSI and Anthony Joshua are close, all that stuff. So I don't know if he called in a favor. I don't know. But I said, if he is still and has been training with Malik Scott, this guy's going to absolutely kill Ginty. And he did. And he fucking killed Ginty, brother. So watching this match, I keep thinking about, wow, like, wow, JMX is kind of a bum. 
because he let Ginty get a hit on him because like Ginty didn't do anything to face. No. And I, I still can't. I can't look at. I look at Ginty. Ginty and I'm like, you were just a weirdly looking dude. <laughs> just he's just so tall and so awkward. And he gets in the ring. I'm just like, what? Like I don't know if you belong here, dude. But hey, people like it. He's got that OnlyFans gimmick. And I, he, I don't he know what he's money, doing. Apparently. I don't know what he does in OnlyFans. I I don't want to know. But uh, the, so the name of the people that you just named, you know, that level. I think out of all those people, Phase Temper, especially after this match, can ascend. Up. I think he could ascend because he mentioned in his presser. Look, I, I actually watched that one. He's like, look, and like most of the fights I've been taking were like weeks' notice. Like, yeah, I didn't really have to train. I just like just been a company guy and kind of just got in there and fought like i would love to see him like you know you know the meme it's like well if you get batman in preparation he'll beat anybody well let's give some face temper an actual opponent that he can prepare for and see how it goes and i don't know if what i learned i learned that he can he still has a power and he can knock dudes out and he looked a lot better i thought his jabs were pretty good and i thought the knockout was good uh Let's see him fight someone else. Like that's not Ginty. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, that you know, maybe Raksu and him should go at it. Maybe that would be I, good. Uh, that, that's what I'm thinking. I think those guys are at a at a place. They're I think maybe, I think that would maybe be the thing where where it takes one of those guys to that next level. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I think that is a more competitive fight. And you you did make a great point. You know that well. I mean, technically, he made a great point, but you know, you you Bring reiterated it. Up the it. Yeah, absolutely. To help like, him. because again, you know, the the only fight he really got to prepare for was back on the Deji Alex Wasabi card against King Kenny, and we've talked about how that was controversial and all the weird shit that happened with the decision making and all that there. Because I mean, look, KSI and, uh, versus Swarms and Pineda. He fought Slim. Wasn't wasn't it wasn't a great night. Dean mm. Dean and uh versus Waleed Sharks. He fought overflow last second. Last second it became KSI versus phase temper. Didn't work out too well. You know, this is something where I, I, I agree. I think if you allow him to prepare, he knows who he's fighting, he knows what he's preparing for, especially with having Malik Scott in his corner. I, I really think him and Raksu would be a great fight that will get both of those guys to that next level. Yeah. And if Raksu, based on this fight, if Raksu does any playing, guess what? <laughs> He's going about to find out. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, look, you know, I, I, I think it'll be interesting because. I man, I I just I think there there's two ways that fight could go. Is I think Raksu, you know, going off this fight on this card, as well as seeing face temper against KSI, I think, you know, there's that possibility. I'm not I I could be wrong, you know, Raksu could be like, no, bro, that's not I, I treat him very seriously. You know, but maybe he he sits there and he's like I watch KSI and, you know, everyone play with you. Like, uh, I'm just going to do this because I'm better than you. That would be the end of Ashley Raksu. But if, if both of these guys prepare, I think it'd be a hell of a fight. Yeah. Uh, and, and even though the prime card is putting all these big hitters, I mean, there's still like 
that would be a good co-main event or a mid card kind of like to get to the main event. Like Misfits 10's coming up. Maybe put put these two guys together. Yeah. So that takes us to our main event Ooh. of Misfits 009, the body breaker, Idris Virgo and Aaron Chalmers, brother. Oof, this was this good. shit was so good. Chalmers, Chalmers was kind of like not like the Vir, is it Virgo, right? Yeah. Virgo, he was being methodical, just like oh, like it's like methodical, taking his time, and Chalmers was just getting there, getting there. But brother, when Virgo hit that body shot, I was like, oh my god! And you talk about a guy who is built. Virgo is cut, dude. He is cut the fuck up, and he looked like a pro. He looked like a pro. He threw punches. I liked how he uh, he, he would change his stance, do a little jab. I think he went to. Uh, it was good, and I, yeah. I was impressed with Chalmers too. I was like, some guy who came from mixed martial arts, he was looking good, better than other people. But the experience of Virgo is what pushed him over. And by God, I want to see this guy again. Yeah. I, want see, I want to see both these fighters again. I was very impressed with this main event. It was a good one. I mean, you know, uh, I, I definitely want to make a point of giving Chalmers his props because mm-hmm. I was very down on him in in, in the predictions, and we I was like, ah. we well, didn't know him. Well, 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 fun fact: we, he was actually on the uh, the Kingpin semifinals. Uh, he was in one of those wild card fights with the. Uh, uh, he lost to to Kiefer Crosby. Uh, on was the, the prelims because I don't think I saw that one. No, no, that was one of the the wild. One of the like non tournament fights they had in between. I want to say it was oh. like the maybe the co main event or something like that. Oh, it was. I can't remember if that was him or if that was the blue face one. I can't remember. Anyway, either way, I really do want to give Chalmers his props because you know, like you just said, and we talked about this plenty of times with plenty of different people. You know that that move from MMA to boxing, it's a lot harder than people think. Yes. You, you have a, a general basis of, of, you know, you already have the conditioning. You already have all that stuff figured out. Yes. But you almost have to work backwards as far as every, especially if you've mostly been, you know, focused on wrestling or if you've mostly been focused uh, on, on, on grappling. Like you almost have to relearn and rewire your brain to be like, all right, I can't go for a takedown. I, I can't lock in a submission i can't do any of this stuff you know the way that i fought you know the way that i threw punches in the octagon that's not how it works in boxing it's very different those leave you open those will get you knocked out you know so i i do want to give aaron chalmers his props and he was very impressive in this fight he did a lot better than i thought he was going to in this and you know i think that's incredible i would like to see him uh, come back. I know he said uh, this is the last year, so he he wants to to run this fight back, you know, sometime within the next year before he formally retires. So, and I I I think give both of these guys maybe two two fights uh, in this next year, and maybe this time next year, let him go for a rematch. You know, let it be a retirement match. You know, all that stuff for for Chalmers. Now. Idris Virgo. All right. Brother, taking you back to KSI versus Face Temper. I heard so many, so many things about this guy. 
you know, again, I learned about him because he sparred with KSI and he is out of shoot fighters in London where KSI also trains. And then I start to, to look into some, some of his fights, you know, uh, I, I look into some of these fights and realize this guy is, is a pro this, yes, you know, he had some influence, he's an influencer and like, this is one of those guys where influencer is the secondary in the scene where influencer is usually your main title. You know, uh, this guy is a boxer that just so happens to also be an influencer. Uh, and boy, boy, you know, we, we talked about it back on that card, him and Anthony Taylor, a similar thing. You know, Anthony Taylor, he is a mixed martial artist. Yes. He's gotten acclimated to the boxing world, but st there's still those mistakes that he makes because again, he's trained a certain way that does not translate exactly to boxing. And we saw just how dominant he was in that. You know, Anthony Taylor is our boy. Yes, he Anthony is. Anthony Taylor is our boy. And we were left speechless because we were like, this guy just demolished him. Um, and the, you know, first off, it's, it's so interesting. The guy has, you know, we saw, talked about this with the Anthony Taylor fight. Idris, the body breaker Virgo. He is not afraid of going for that body. Oh, and when no. he does, oh, it's a death sentence. It does not matter. He will hit you in that body and you will go down. Oh, it was just brutal. Some of those body shots. Body breaker is a great name for him because, God, that first one where like it dropped chambers down i was just like <laughs> and there was a there was a there might have been a shot close like it, he might have hit chalmers in the dick but yeah. but it, it it just i can't it, i can't tell i mean chalmers I, is a bigger uh, dude and, and when you're swinging in there yeah again it, same thing as the the case i for me i think if it, it's not on purpose i mean it it is what it is and i mean chalmers didn't really seem to like I didn't even notice it. There was the commentary who was like, Oh, I think that was a little low. And I was like, huh? What are you talking about? <laughs> what the, fuck, like, the what? fuck do you mean? I'm like, I don't even know what y'all are talking about right now. But I mean, look, this, this guy, you know, this without knowing any of the other people that are in this pro tournament that misfits is going to do. I don't, you know, I, I would put a lot of fucking money on Idris going for it. I gotta see who's else on. Like I gotta see. I, I, well, I gotta see the the tournament. I gotta yeah. see who's else in the tournament because, yeah, I, you know, I would say Virgo. Yeah, it's like, but if, if anybody else we see in that tournament, I'm like, oh shit. You know, it's like Barbie. Like when I saw Barbie, I was like, oh my god, this girl could win the whole damn thing. Yeah. Which we'll never see now. No! God damn you. So sad. Well, bring Barbie to fucking Misfits, man. Like, yeah. bring her in. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, again, just as, as I wrap up on, on the main event, I mean, th this is another guy, you know, uh, Misfits needs to keep hold of. They, yes. they need to, to get this guy uh, to biggest matches possible. Put him on the big biggest cards possible because this guy delivers. Let him do what he just did. Let him main event these these non pay per view cards and then put him 
you know, it, when, when you don't have a, a buildup of, you know, a, a Logan Paul coming in or, uh, you know, a, a, a rematch that's already built up super heavy, like Waleed and Dean to like, this is a guy slot him right there in that, that co-main. Uh, Imagine see him in uh, Silva. Ooh, I don't, it's hard since we didn't see a lot. Because instinctively, I want to go. I don't know if Silva's ready. That's but, true. And you, we, uh, I but think you guys throw something bone. You know, you're like, yeah. you guys see it. True. Sometimes you guys just gotta match it up and like, all right, like this. He's a name. I mean, Silva has a name. It's it's you know, using his father's name, but that sometimes can get you in a door. Yeah, absolutely. Before we move on to our predictions for Wrestle Dreams, what is your grade? Uh, for this pay-per-view, uh, I'll go first. It's a solid B+. Plus. Um, I was going to say, this is probably it's a solid one B plus. of the it's solid re- non-pay-per-view cards they've done. Oh, yeah. It's it's a really good one. I think the main event's really the highlight here. Uh, quick, because a lot of knockouts. Uh, I think what drags me down is the non-competitive fights, where sure. it's like it was clear as day who was going to win, which is fine. I mean, you're going to get that sometimes. But it's not an all-time classic, um, which I think uh, – I think five is probably our highest grade one is five the k i think the, i think the last ksi fight was the last one we gave like a big good grade on i was gonna say yeah seven was was a big one uh i think it was four because i think five was the the new orleans one where we sh- i thought it was sick ah uh, listen i don't yeah I, it well, we'll talk about we'll talk about it during the lockies <laughs> oh okay so uh oh yeah and then in this pay-per-view i don't mean we got to it but salt poppy and slim oh my god bro okay you know they've been talking about this online for a while about like because they they were talking about this and there was even a whole thing where slim was talking about like Oh, got this great opportunity in in Saudi Arabia. I'm gonna and you know, Mams was like, you know, you're always welcome back. You know, good luck, all this stuff. And I was like, I'm like, man, we're not gonna get slim. The rest, we're probably possibly not gonna get slim until like this time next year. I'm like, damn. And then they had they had got worked, oh, brother. Oh my god, they did a full blown WWE style segment where they're like salt poppy come here and salt poppy came out and they're like yeah you know all these people are ducking me and they're like well salt poppy if you could fight one person who would it be the lights go out and it is none other than the hit man himself slim the hit man albahar comes out looking fresh as always and i was like brother they made this shit happen. Holy fuck. Because this, man, we've been talking about this being a fight forever. On yeah, the show. I think since the first time we see these. First songs. time we saw both of them because they were both on the, the first card. Yes, and I was a salt poppy <sighs> mark going out of that thing. Now, I mean, I'm an Anthony Taylor mark because, you I know. Mean, we got our favorites, you know, Slim, Salt Poppy. Poppy, Anthony Taylor, Anthony your Taylor. KSI Mark. I don't. Yeah. I haven't really seen anything from him that makes me go. This Tommy yeah. Fury fight could be, could be it. Uh, Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> oh God! Oh God! They need to get. Le'Veon you like Panetta and B Dubs? I'm just. I, yeah, I think. I, th- I, I don't I like. Think it. it's a good gimmick. I think. I just. I, I'm, I'm a little past on that. There's. There's a lot of I do like. There's some I'm just like meh. 
a lot of meh, a lot of meh in Misfits. I mean, you know, look, this card, the prime card coming up on October 14th. I mean, it is massive. You've been saying it all along, Josh. This is their version of a a WrestleMania. That's what it feels like. And I said it, I think, last week or maybe the week before. This is, without a doubt, the biggest influencer card, period. Like, they're the closest one in terms of star power, in terms of what I believe they'll do in, in, in buys is ksi and logan too and i think this blows it out of the water pretty fucking heavy because it's not just built on ksi and logan Mm -hmm. it is now you again just look at this car salt poppy and slim for the misfits middleweight championship king kenny anthony taylor or just Kenny, Thank Anthony you. Taylor versus for the light heavyweight championship. Dean the Great versus Wally Sharks. Two for the lightweight championship. Winderson Nunez versus my mate Nate. The tag team between Wasabi LMAO and Los Pinedas Coladas for the tag team titles. Swarms versus Ryan Taylor, too. Astrid Wett versus Alexia Grace for the flyweight title. SX and DTG and Chase Demore and Tempo Awards for that. Boo! A wise other card. But listen, listen. We we were I think we were kind of asking like, where's the championships? Like, where, like there isn't most of these cards. Like usually in a fighting car, like you know the UFC and certain boxing. I don't know. There's a belt on the line, yeah. and we haven't really had that. And now there's prime cards. Like we're gonna now we have our belts now because this is gonna be like a building block. I feel like you know this is the season finale of season one, and how season two is coming, and there's gonna be. Title fights more often, yeah. More belts, more, maybe more rankings to see who's going where. I mean, because we, we were, they're kind of fighting. I'm like, well, where does what's the bigger scheme of this? What's the I know, bigger layout? I know they said um, they're working on a a new version of the Misfits website, which will have the active right. rankings on there. So, so that'll be something that'll be cool to be able to to watch. Because, I mean, that again, I, I said it earlier on in the episode. This. This part, this scene, this part of the boxing general world, yes, uh, you know, uh, down down at its base core, there will be the competitive, I want to be champion, I want to be the best. But, I, you know, a lot of the matchmaking is going to be what draws the most money because that's the objective. You know, uh, I think once we have rankings and be able to say, oh, this guy should be fighting this guy next, this guy should be fighting this guy next, like... I, I just I I'm excited. You know, I, I think what you just said too. Think of this as the season one finale of Misfits. I think that is perfect because they I mean, just you know, again, just think about all the different things that could happen on this. Not only a bunch of champions being crowned and defended, but then, you know, uh, what if what if someone you know, what if KSI does the impossible? What if he beats Tommy Fury? What if KSI loses to Tommy Fury? Does the you know, does he retire? Does he, you know, become the promoter essentially? Like Well, we know there's a certain somebody who's definitely gonna be in the house. Jake Paul is gonna be there. And I know someone who's probably definitely not, and I'm still gonna put my money on it. Dylan Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> because okay, so let's say if all right, KSI beats Tommy Fury. Brother. But Jake Paul gets in that ring and there's a stare down, you're going, there we go. There There's we go. our end game. There is our end game. 
Let's go, brother. Every day, bro. Let's go. So as we're wrapping up, we are going to give our predictions for this weekend's AEW Wrestle Dream out of Seattle, Washington. The uh, an anniversary, you know, in honor of the great Antonio Inoki on his one year anniversary of his passing. You know, uh, Tony Khan and some of these recent promos have been saying a new era of AEW starts with Wrestle Dream. You know, what does that mean? We'll find some, out. Some weirdo on Facebook thought it was him buying New Japan. It, that's that. No, it, they're gonna announce. They're gonna. They're gonna announce that going forward, all pay per views on HBO Max. Well, Max, that's coming, people. It is fucking coming. But to save time, we're gonna do a quick round. We're just gonna say yeah. who we think. We're not going into details. So, winning team gets future AW World Tag Team Championship. Max, Young Bucks, The Guns, Lucha Bros, Orange Cassidy, and Hook. Uh, I'm gonna go with the who. This is actually hard. <laughs> this, this, I'm, uh, I'm going to say, do we go? I don't think the young, but, mm. especially because they just won the six man titles with hangman. That's the thing that's keeping yeah. well, from going them. Well, I think, well, I think the ROA, I think that's, hmm, I'm probably going to say the young, the young guns. The, the guns? The guns. The young the guns. The young guns. I, I, I think it's the guns too. I think they're going to do the FTR guns rematch. Oh yeah, I, they're they're so over. I love them. AW TBS Championship: Chris Stantlander defending against Julia Hart. Oh come on! Un, <laughs> under, undefeated in 2023, 26 wins in a row. Chris Statlander, they're gonna have to break the Jay Cargill gimmick because she's going to WWE. Let's go to Chris Statlander. I am also going Chris Statlander. <laughs> I, I don't think she's gonna lose that for a while. Ring of Honor. And New Japan Strong Openweight Championship, Eddie Kingston versus the Ring of Honor Pure Champion, Katsuyori Shibata, brother. This match going to be fire. I Wait, wait so it's for, it's for Eddie's title? It's for Eddie's titles, yes. Uh, Eddie wins. I, I agree. I think Eddie Eddie wins. It's going to be hard fought it. battle. No, just can't have him lose it. Yeah, that that would that would not be a good. This idea. is going to be the most physical match. Like we're going to be like yes. feeling our chest and going like my chest is red. Then you have the two out of three falls match for the AEW TNT Championship. The new TNT Champion Christian Cage versus Darby Allen. I'm actually going to say Darby wins this because it's in Seattle and he's from Seattle. And I think Darby wins this. In my heart, I want it to be Darby. But in my heart, I also, this also would mean that they're back to just hot shotting the TNT title. No, 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 not necessarily. Not necessarily. But, you know, you're hoping not. But yes, that's a, um, that's a possibility. And I'm going to go because AW has been pretty good about. When you're in someone's hometown, they usually get the win. Correct. And I think they're going to subvert expectations because of how reportedly high everyone backstage is on Christian's run he's been on this year. I think because of the fact Christian just won it, technically, and they're building to this to, to Luchasaurus leaving him and becoming a babyface again. And the possibility of edge possibly showing up i think christian retains i think he weasels his way out of it i think he he keeps the title 
but it's not fair. It's not fair. And you just, Oh, it's, it's, <sighs> Oh, you know who does it? Jack Perry comes out and screws Darby. Could see that he did meant they did mention him on a, uh, on a uh, Friday have Chris Jericho and the golden lovers, Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi versus the Don Callis family, Kanosuke Takesha, Sammy Guevara and will Osprey. Uh, I am going. Oh, I didn't know that. that that's fucking awesome. I'm actually going to go with the Don Callis family. They're on a they're on a runner. Um, uh, I don't think you have them lose right now, especially. I mean, Will Osprey's on a fucking team. Who's taking the goddamn pin on that one? Chris Jericho's going to get the pin because uh, he's he got the why? Well, not explaining. I'm picking the Don Callis family. Um, it. I'm sorry. I, I am going to explain. I'm going to use my time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think because they've been so on the nose about the next target is Kota Ibushi. I think it, you know, and, and remember, Josh, this year, not only has Chris Jericho been on a losing streak since losing the Ring of Honor World Championship to Claudio. Omega. So has Kenny Omega. And now you have the 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 point that Don Callis makes the thing that distracts you the most is Kota Bushi and it's going to be a thing where they're going to beat down on Ibushi Kenny's going to try and you know or you know is something's happening you know maybe with them beating up on Jericho and Ibushi Kenny goes to save Ibushi but then they get the win on Jericho as you were just saying I I I think it's the Don Callis family. I I think they're they're getting the dub. I I like the fact that Sammy's there. Yes, and bro, it's so good because now he's gonna actually be able to spread his wings. He's not gonna be pigeonholed to the Jericho thing, nope. which that was the thing I was worried about when we saw him uh, in since or uh, Columbus where they were doing the JAS thing, and I was oh, like I Sammy. That. I'm like Sammy, why, why are you staying with Jericho? Like, you know why? It, <sighs> I think that was a seed planted then because he wanted because Don Callis kept saying like I want to return to the seat of the crime of what I yeah. caused, mm-hmm. and of course he's like Sammy because after that, I and I like the reference to WrestleMania 19 at the end of the Grand Slam match, and he um, was wearing the the Jericho gear too. I mean, I, I had a feeling that when I saw that, I was like, Oh, they're going to do that. Aren't they? Oh, and I liked how, and I, well, going back to that match, that ending, that co-breaker. Whoo, so I was like, when's the last time Jericho won with a co-breaker? I mean, there's a reason why. I mean, you could say the same thing with the walls of Jericho before I, that. I know. Yeah. I mean, like when's the last time, but yeah, I think, Oh, okay. Keep going. Cause like, I, cause I, 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 it's hard to watch collision for me on Saturdays. So there's a lot of stuff is like, Oh, from Saturday. I'm like, Holy mm-hmm. shit. That's coming. Like, fuck collision. Yeah, the, the colliders are, are eating good still. Uh, <laughs> The Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships, better than you, baby, defend against us. Or wait, no, no uh, uh, against the goddamn this website, uh, the, the Righteous. Uh, oh, the I Righteous won that one. Yes, uh, I think. Oh, I, I think better I, than whoa? you, baby, are gonna win. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll go with that right now. But I, we might see some shenanigans in this match. 
possibly, uh, especially because, you know, uh, Tony said on the media call that happened today as we're recording that Adam Cole, the match is still on. Adam Cole didn't get hurt during Grand Slam where people thought he did towards the end when he jumped off the stage and was limping. Yeah, but he was Uh, looking hard. All right. I'm not going to claim this is my own idea, but I want to. What is the thought of something happens where Adam can't compete in the match? It's MJ by himself. No, and Roddy has to step in. Oh, I think that would be hilarious. I love the gimmick where like he's so like my neck, Adam, neck. Adam. next strong baby. I love it so good. Then you have the AEW World Tag Team Championships, FTR versus Aussie, Aussie, Aussie Open. FT, FTR, uh, I think you keep that, but I, but I would love if Aussie Open won this belt. I love Aussie Open. I I'm gonna go go different. I think you're with Aussie Open. You're just like I, upset. Look, I'm gonna go for the upset because, I mean, FTR's had the titles for quite a while, in in perpetuity as far as like you know combined days within reigns. I mean, over the last two years, I mean they've had the titles a lot. Uh, and I think, it, you know, going back to the, the all-in thing, it would make sense. Okay, yes, they lost the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships, but that's because we want them on the main show. We want them to be our AEW World Tag Team Champions. You know, I on one hand, it's to be different, not to, to, to keep picking us pick the same thing. But I do think there's a possibility because, you know, Going back to to uh, their their matchup before, which was really good. FTR obviously getting the win there. I think it would be interesting this time around if Aussie Open gets the W and FTR gets to not have the titles for a little while because we know they're the best tag team. Yes, <laughs> they don't necessarily need the titles. Their their FTR is at that point, especially as baby faces. Because God, do I just I, I really I'm really ready for them to turn heel. Uh, they are at that level where they don't need the titles to me, in, in my opinion. I don't know about you. The FDR doesn't need the title. Yeah. Uh, the only reason why I say they need the title, because they say they're the best tag teams and the, and they're the best tag team in wrestling. And usually a title proves that. Um, but I, 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 I yeah, but at the same time, I feel the, the whole, the best tag team, uh, in uh, of this generation with the young bucks at all in thing, and then you know again go back a little bit further the fact they had multiple companies tag team championships at the same time. To me, that's like a I know and and again f- they're not slowing down in the ring. They're only getting better. They're only getting paired up with better and hungrier talent, which means the matches are better. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna steal an Adam Cole phrase. All you have to do for FTR to show that they're special is ring the freaking bell. That's all you gotta do. That's true. I, I I'm excited. I, if Aussie Open wins the title, I'll be fucking be like, hell yeah, brother. <laughs> so then we have Hangman Adam Page versus Swerve Strickland. I'm going whose house? Oh. Swerve's house. I think Swerve's need to get at least this one over the hangman to really put like I think the hangman needs to have a character change, needs to go through a metamorphosis, 
And I think this is the starting point of that. I agree. I agree. You know, I, I think, you know, there, there's some truth to that swerve promo of like, yes. you, you, you're, you lost the title, you know, early in my opinion. Uh, I, I've said that since it happened is it was a little too early than what I wanted, but regardless, you know, the great buildup of the, from, from the first double or nothing to, you know, him beating Kenny at full gear for the AW world championship. Finally was a magical ride with some ups and some downs and bumps and, you know, all that stuff. But ever since then, I, in some ways, you know, even since he won the tight that title, he's kind of just, he isn't, you know what the point I just said, he isn't at that point where he doesn't need the title. He, you know, yes, Hangman's a big star, but right now he's not at that level uh, to where I'm Hangman Adam Page. I can do whatever. It's going to work. He's still at that point. Not saying he's not good. Absolutely not. He's amazing. But what I'm saying is, as far as a character in a story, you know, Brian Danielson can walk, can walked into AEW and you knew, you know, that's Brian Danielson. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. With this, we're Kenny Omega, same thing. Will Ospreay is starting to get on Moxley, on Moxley, all this stuff. Hangman isn't at that point where it's like de facto, you know, de facto. This is the Hangman Page, you know, the ultimate Hangman Page. We're we're not anywhere close to Hangman Page's full potential yet. No, <laughs> it's kind of get, and sometimes he gets lost in the shuffle. Yeah. I, I feel like he's now lost again. Like he, he rejoined the elite again, but he feels lost. And I think that this is the moment. I love Strickland. I think he is one of the he a great he, talent. I, and I, think, I think he's gonna be champion within the next year. Right. And this is the, and this could help him propel him up. Like this can help for both of them. And oh Prince not like Prince Nana, I at first I was like, nah, nah. Who's this guy? But ever since he joined with Strickland, every time he does the, I love his. He's a good old school manager. Like he like interference. He's a goof. Allows the babyface to uh, do their moves on them to get over the heels without hurting Strickland. It's perfect. I, I love the mar- like the marriage. The the moguls at first had a different look. I like this version better than the original version. Look, you know, if if anyone's watched Old Ring of Honor and the original Embassy, you know, with Prince Nana, you know, this this is my favorite version of the Embassy. Like this is it it only makes sense that Prince Nana and Swerve would work together because Prince Nana is that big, loud, energetic character and Swerve Strickland is the calm methodical i'm gonna beat you down i'm gonna break you down i'm gonna show why i'm the best and nana he can talk he can do all this stuff he can make jokes he can get beat up all this stuff but swerve swerve's there to handle business swerve's gonna take you out swerve's gonna knock you out he's gonna get that aw world championship by the end of 2024 i think swerve strickland wins i think agree this is the the propeller of his push of him going towards that title. I don't necessarily know if he's going to be the one to beat MJF or if it's going to be the person that beats MJF. 
but Swerve, again, Swerve Strickland will have that AW World title by the end of 2024. I wouldn't be surprised if he wins the the uh, international title. Like I would, I would think he'd be great with that title, uh, the Workman title, the Workman title. Like Strickland can fucking go. He can work. So then we have the dream match. Ooh, <sighs> buddy, I, I could have got to watch a Forbidden Door, but now oh, I know well. because uh, Brian Danielson versus the New Japan television what i don't even i don't remember what the fuck it's called it's a television it's a it's a, te- it's yeah. a television te- uh, new japan new, yeah, the new japan world championship uh zach saber jr the technical dream match right danielson wins this but goddamn, this will be good shit i'm a zach i i have you can go back to the archives i'm a zach Zaber Jr. Mark. Okay. He is great. I love how he uses the submission wrestling into his moveset. Like he, you think you got him in a hold, but he'll get you out of it and put you in a hold. And, and you put him against Brian Danielson, the other best technical wrestler of all time. Oh, brother. I told you last week that this made me bust my bust a nut. I'm busting a nut thinking about it again. God damn. Is it Sunday yet? Thank God the Bengals play at one. God damn. <laughs> you know, it, it, this is something that if you're a, te- a, a pure pro wrestling fan, this is something you've wanted to see for a very, very long time. These two iterations of these people going back and forth in a technical masterpiece. Now, again, you know, go back to, to Okada and Danielson. Danielson won using Zack Sabre Jr. submission. You know, all this stuff has been subtle planting. And of course, with this being Brian Danielson's last year, you know, as, as they're telling this story now of the, this is it. This is the final countdown. Don't don't blink because oh this run, it's going to go quicker than you think. And it's going to be a banger after banger after banger. And this is the start of that. Well, I mean, I mean, I'd say the Ricky Stark yeah. stuff was real, technically started, especially the the Texas Death Match they just had. But you know, um, pay per view, pay per view wise, right? Wow, just to think about Brian Danielson like really retiring like on his own instead of like being forced out by injury. I wonder when like his last match, who would he face? God, my God, it has to be Omega. I, I, it's either the Omega rematch or they do uh, if if they have hadn't haven't done it within that point they have to get Nigel to come out and and do one more match with him because just, I mean we we got a we got a extension of the Joe and Punk matches from Ring of Honor if I could get an extension of the Brian and <laughs> Nigel McInnes Ring of Honor matches I'd fucking lose my shit. I mean. <sighs> I'm not a part of Ring of Honor. I have heard of it when I was so like. Once there's fucking backlogged on a fucking streaming service, I can go back and watch these matches. But since I don't want to look through the internet because quality shit, hey, I'll wait. But uh, oh my god, folks, you kind of got two episodes here. <laughs> you kinda, you gotta got two episodes, and well, I'm wrapping this up because this Saturday is a very important day. Not just for me and for Dylan, but also for you, the people. Because it's the season premiere of my show, The Look Back, where I look back at old movies and see if they hold up today. And we're going to start with Predator, the 1984, 85, I think 86, I don't know. The late 80s uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger film. 
Predator. You all heard of it. Me and my co-host Frankie, we review that. Come check us out every Saturday at 6 p.m. starting this Saturday. Be there. Like and subscribe and show us some love. Yeah, you know, we've been working on this for quite a while and it's something I'm very excited to see how it does and how you people here on the channel react to it. Obviously, it's very different show than what this show is. Yes. Uh, But that's kind of what we're going for is kind of giving you a a, a little bit of a different flavor uh, with with some of the the different shows we have on this main channel, Um, you know, into next year, you know, depending on how things go, even stuff, even just with this show, there's going to be some some interesting changes that we're going to do next year um, to continue to add new content, to grow these, uh, you know, brands and shows themselves. Uh, That way, you know, they're, they're able to grow and flourish, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy that the, the first new project is something with Josh uh, and something that I've, I've given Josh, uh, you know, the, the driver's seat on and kind of let him, uh, you know, something him and Frank have wanted to do for a long time. Technically, they piloted, uh, if, if I remember right, at, at one point, uh, you guys personally did uh, before yeah, our that, pilot, technically. Yeah, uh, so uh, during the pandemic when everybody was doing a podcast at that time, uh, me and Frankie did a uh, – I look back albums when we look back in old albums and kind of reviewed that. Um, hopefully if we ever get those back up, that'll be in the archive. I've had this idea probably since 2013. Um, so 10 years later, here I am. Hey, you know, you, you never, never give up on your dreams because one day it will happen. Positive thinking and always never, and don't give up. Don't ever give up. Absolutely. So with that said, we appreciate you for joining us inside the ring of the lockup. And we will see you guys next week for AEW Wrestle Dream.